Lord, today we do love you and thank you. One more day that you've allowed us to come before your people. We pray, God, that you would anoint us afresh. Thank you for being so kind. Thank you for using us. Now we pray that you speak to us and through us, that we be a blessing to all who hear. Spirit of the living God, pray that you minister to each of us as our need permits. And we be mindful to give you the glory and the praise and the honor. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen and amen. This morning we are in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I want to read verse 9, 9 through 17. Verses 9 through 17. I love the entire portion that is given to us. Solomon gives us a, we believe Solomon wrote it, and he gives us a reality check. And so we just thank God we will lift a few things from here uh, as we proceed. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, beginning at verse 9 for our reading, and our concentration will be on 12 through 17. What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? I have seen God-given tasks which the sons of men are to be occupied. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to end. Verse number 12, I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy good of all his labor. It's the gift of God. I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it, that man should fear before him. That which is, which has already been, and what is to be has already been. And God requires an account of what is past. Moreover, I saw under the sun in the place of judgment, wickedness was there. And in the place of righteousness, iniquity was there. I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked. For there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his word. We're talking about God's sovereign care. God's sovereign care. Repeat that if you don't mind. God's sovereign care. Sovereignty means that he looks over everything. He rules and he regulates everything. And he cares about you and he cares about me. 
He cares about all of his creation, and we thank God for it. When we were young, uh, we knew how our parents would watch over us. Perhaps we were playing in the backyard, and they would look out of the kitchen window or the front window as we played. They always had their eyes on us, whether we realized it or not. We were playing tag. They knew who, who did it and who didn't do it because they kept track of us. Even though they didn't make it apparent whenever push came to shove, they were able to discern who did what. They were able to say, I saw you when you did it. You can deny if you want, but I saw you when you did it. You thought I didn't see you, but I was watching. How many of you had parents like that? Yeah, they had their eyes on you. It seemed like they had eyes in the back of their head. Amen. They, could, they had good hearing. They could hear you when you smack your lips going down the hall. Amen. It's, they could, they could just, it's supernatural. Something supernatural happened. <laughs> they had their way to keep track. And then when we grow older, we do the same thing for our children. And we do the same thing for our grandchildren. Even though they're playing, they're moving about, we're not that busy to where we just let them go. We always have our eye on them. We hear a cry. We come to check and see what's going on. How many of you know that God cares for us like that? Oh, he really does. He really does care. He really does see. He really, if, if mom and dad could have that kind of love in your overseer for, for you, then God has the same for you and I. We have three things that I just want to lift uh, just from... Verses 9 through, uh, 9 through 11. Uh, then, because these are very important, I just love this every time I come across it. Uh, because when I read this particular uh, passage, it just reminds me. First thing you realize is that life is temporary. How many of you know that life is temporary? Yeah, this life has a limit to it. It's a duration. It's only going to last for a certain amount of time. Everything that we enjoy on earth is temporary. And the good news is that trouble is temporary. It, is only gonna, it won't last always. It does come by. But I like uh, when the Bible has in a particular passage, and you can find it in several places, it is, it'll say, and it came to pass. And I thank God that even what we're going through, it came to pass. And in Revelation chapter 21, it says there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. So we need to realize that uh, in this life, this life is temporary. And so you profit, you will labor, you will do all uh, whatever your assignment is, whatever God has given your hand to do. Everything is beautiful in its time, but it's all temporary. Not only is it temporary, it's terrestrial. Terrestrial means that it's about the earth. We're locked in here. You cannot go anywhere else and survive. God has fixed us up, set us up like an aquarium. We are here, and this is the only place we can go. And I thank God that we cannot find his limits. He's bigger than we are. His, his beginning is bigger. His end, and so we're in the middle of the bowl, if you will. 
You can't get out. You can't go to the left or to the right. But I thank God he fixed it that we have everything that we need right here. It's limited. Uh, we're limited to this earth and worldly existence. But there are four seasons that come around in order to take care of us. We, we thank God for the summer. We say the winter, the fall, the spring. We thank God for all of them. But they are listed between verse uh, 2 and 8. They are listed 7, 28, that is, seasons of life. There's a time to live and there's a time to die. There's a time to pluck. There's a time to plant. There's a time to heal. There's a time to break down. And we know there's 27 uh, uh, seasons of life that have been mentioned in this particular text. And we understand that there are seven times more seasons of a man's life than there are seasons and natural seasons, those four seasons that we enjoy. And we thank God that he's with us through every season, every season of our life. And we thank God no matter where we are right now, God is still with us. No matter how bad it is, God is still with us. But write this down just, just so you'll know where it is. Uh, Genesis chapter 8 and verse number 22 says, While the earth remains, there will be seed time, and there will be harvest, there will be cold, and there will be heat, there will be summer, there will be winter, there will be day, and there will be night. He told that to Noah. He said, as long as the earth lives, yeah, I'm going to make sure the cycle continues. I thank God that he put us here, but he's going to make sure that our needs are met, that he's going to take care of us. Not only is life temporary, it's terrestrial, but last of all, life is transcendent, which means that God has placed eternity in our hearts, which means that we believe and, and know and we, we, our faith looks up to and our hope is toward living, that this is not the end of it for the child of God. He has put that in our hearts that we know something. It's got to be something different than this. Transcendent means it goes beyond where we are and it goes into uh, the places where we, where we do not know, do not understand. But I thank God he put it in, in, verse, in uh, verse number 11. He made everything beautiful in his time. He says, also he put eternity into their hearts, which is your heart and my heart heart except everybody say except except that no one can find out the work of God from the beginning to the end you can know all that you want to know but you can't know all about God you can't know everything there is to know about God his head as high as the heavens are above the earth so is his thoughts and his ways beyond the, your thoughts and your ways I thank God that we're under his sovereign care is anybody glad that you're under his care this is this is our father's world and we thank God for what he has done what he will do life is temporary life is terrestrial life is transcendent I don't know about you but I plan to see God one of these days I say I plan to wake up on the other side one of these days. There are so much bad news going around in our world, ladies and gentlemen, but God is still in control. The first thing we want to realize as we look at this particular text, uh, uh, on another note, beginning at verse number 12, we, find, we will find that what God wants you to do right now in the present. 
We want to find out what it is that God wants you to do. How many of you want to know what it is God wants us to do, wants you to do right right now? He says in verse number 12, I know them, that, that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives and to also that every man should eat and drink Enjoy the good of all his labor. It's a gift of God. How many of you thank God for the gift of life? There are three things I want to raise there because we're talking about what does God want you to do. First thing he wants you to do is rejoice. Yeah, rejoicing is a choice. Joy is a choice. You have to choose in spite of your situation, in spite of your circumstance. Rejoice, and I just rejoice just for life itself. Life is a gift. Somebody say amen. Life is a gift. You have to understand that it's just the opposite. Uh, we're not at a funeral. We're here now. And while we're here, God has blessed us with the opportunity to be here. And I said it before. I'll say it again. None of us asked to come here. But when we woke up to ourselves, when we realized we're in the land of the living, uh, it is a gift that God has given to us. We are made in his image, which means that we're able to think, we're able to create, we're able to do things. We are not God, but we, God is in us and he has given us a mind. We don't need a computer to do what we do. We can see without electrical connections, ladies and gentlemen, God made us because he filled us with his spirit. So life is a gift. Even if our bodies are, are declining, it is changing over time. God is still worthy to be praised. And I thank him. I say I thank him. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to do it on purpose. And then, and then you want to rejoice because of the provisions that he has sent your way. How many of you thank God that he does, we do have something to eat? Yeah, we can go into a store. Yeah, we don't even have to go hunting to get meat. You go to the butcher. Somebody say amen. You go to the shopping. I want that. I want that. Come on, somebody. Amen. We know how we do it. Refrigerator full. We had to throw some stuff out of that freezer because it's freezer burnt. We had it, but we never did eat it in a timely manner. Amen. But we just thank God. We rejoice in the Lord for his provisions. Then he says that you can eat and drink. He said we want to rejoice. He said he said for us to do good. Do good. And when you think about doing good, you want to do good to all men. And then when you do good, do good at all times. Which means you always have to be kind. You always have to be courteous. You always have to be or should be. Should be the way we treat, treat others. Amen? Be, be, do good uh, in the world. Do good things. Do good deeds for individuals while you're here. He said rejoice with the provisions that he has. He says do good. Do good to men, but do good at all times. Then last of all, he says enjoy the gift of God that he has provided. He has provided you with not only the health that you have, but the ability that you can eat, you can drink, and drink water, that is, Brother Lawson, drink. He said, eat and drink, and then you can travel, you can go to and fro, you can meet people, you can fellowship, you can enjoy your family, you can enjoy your friends. That's a blessing from God. 
I said, that's a blessing from God. What does he want you to do? He wants you to rejoice. He wants you to do good. He wants you to enjoy uh, the things that he and the persons that he has set in your life. Try and enjoy life. Don't be mad all the way up to the gate. Don't be mad to your last day. Amen. Cry and then get up. Somebody say amen. And I always say, uh, you want to get you some ice cream? Get you some ice cream. Lick it. Enjoy it. Whatever your flavor is, enjoy yourself. And once in a while, get you a donut. Don't eat too many of them, but just get your donut. Amen. Enjoy life is a gift from God. His sovereign care. He has placed us here. And so what does he want us to do? He wants to enjoy our life. He wants you to rejoice. Amen. Don't try and be young again. I didn't know nothing when I was young. Somebody say amen. I couldn't trade that in for the world, all the experience and the trials and the tribulations. I'm better now. Somebody say amen. Amen. You wish you had a younger body to go with that better. Amen. But, but never mind. Amen. That means we're closer to Jesus. Yeah. We're closer to the Lord. What does God want you to do? He wants you to rejoice. And then what does God, what has God done for you and I in the past? What he wants you to do in the present, then what has he done for you and I in the past? And I like this in verse 14 and 15. As we look at it, I'll just read it once again to remind us. He says, I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing can be taken from it. God does it and the, the men should fear and that men, that's you and I, we should fear, we should reverence him. And in verse 15, that which has already been, which has already been, and what is to be has already been, and God requires an account of what is past. We're sitting in a bowl, ladies and gentlemen. We're sitting in a place where we cannot exit, and God says, I've already fixed the boundaries. I've already said it. You, you cannot run, nor can you hide. But he says, I've said everything there. And that brings up three things for me. God's omniscience, which means God knows everything. How many of you think God, he knows everything? Like we thought mom and daddy knew everything. Amen. But we find that God knows everything. He knows all things, and nothing can be hidden from him. And then nothing can be added to what he has already done. He already has prepared the boundaries. He already knows what your future is. He already knows uh, from the beginning to the end how uh, our life will play out. He already said it. It's already providentially set for you and I. And so, therefore, because of his omniscience, he knows all things. We have to trust him. How many of you trust God? You've been trusting him all this time. Let's trust him with the remainder. No matter what news we get, no matter what calls we get, we still want to trust God because he will comfort us. He will keep us. He will uh, uh, minister to us in, in areas where nobody else can discover no one else could touch. God is able to do that because he knows all things. He's omniscient. He's not only omniscient, he's omnipotent, which means that God has all power. How many of you thank God for his power? 
I thank God for his power. Not only can God uh, has all power, he can heal, he can save, and he can deliver. Anybody seen him do it in your life in one area or another? He can heal. I said he can save, and then he can deliver. And it doesn't matter what your condition is. But here I want to give you the, the, the reality that even if God doesn't heal or he doesn't deliver you from a situation, he'll be with you through it. Isn't that good news? I say that's good news to me, ladies and gentlemen, that, that he's going to be with me through the valley of the shadow of death. And I will give him the glory and the praise as I walk through uh, this, this, this life. I'm going to trust him all the way. So therefore, it says he's done all these things that we could reverence him, which is fear God means to reverence God, respect God, and thank God for the provisions that he's made. I thank God for my father. My father was a disciplinarian. Uh, he did not play. Somebody say amen. Uh, he did not play whatever he said. He would let you slide as long as he could, and then he would remind you of all the stuff that you did. Amen. He would pile it up in one good whooping with, and uh, make sure we straighten this thing out, and he wouldn't see you for a little while with some foolishness. Somebody say amen. We thank God for that. But even with my father gone and I knew that he loved us, he wanted to do the best for us, I reverenced my father, which means I feared him in a, a reverential way. And therefore, they brought that respect not only in my life and the way that I treated him, but also the way that I treat my mother even right now. Even the seniors in my life. I thank God for them. I respect them. I reverence them. Amen. And I want to make sure that they have what they need because I've been raised that way. But God say, how is it that I pay your bills? How is it that I heal you? How is it that I answered your prayer and you don't even respect me? You don't even reverence me. You don't even act like I exist. Ladies and gentlemen, God has fixed all things in his own time and therefore he has fixed it so we can give him the glory and the praise. At least say thank you. I mean, I might not feel the best. I might not have uh, the best experiences, but God is still good. I say God is good all the time. Amen. If you have life, you can give him glory and you can give him praise because you have another day. Another day. Look at your neighbor and say everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. Long as we have Jesus, everything, yeah, is going to be all right. His omnipotent. I'm not omniscience, his omnipotence, but then his omnipresence. Omni just means all over, everything. Omni just means, omnipresence means he's everywhere at the same time. And I said that earlier, and I want to remind you that your life is in his hands. I said, your life is in his hands. Whatever is going to be, he already knows about it. He already knows if you're going to fall down, what you're going to do up the road. But isn't it good to know that even when he knows all that, he still loves us. He still loves us in spite of even what we potentially might do. He still loves us. Amen. But I thank God it said in the word that he's the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. And therefore, we trust him. And how many of you know that all good and all perfect gifts come down from the Father of lights? Who within, within him, there is no shadow of turning. 
There's no variation. There's no shade. There's no shadiness. And I thank God for being who he is. He makes sure that we understand that I'm, I'm with you every step of the way. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And we really have to trust him with that. He's already set these boundaries for us in the past. He wants you to re enjoy your life right now. He wants you to enjoy it right now. He said, I already set the boundaries so you just ride along with me and know that I know everything. I got power to change anything and I will never leave you nor forsake you. But last of all, what is it that God is doing, uh, will do even in the future. What is it that you believe that God will do in the future? And it says here uh, in this particular text, as we go a little bit further, verse number 16, it says, Moreover, I saw under the sun, in the place of justice, there's wickedness was there. And in the place of righteousness, iniquity was there. And I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked. For there is a time, a time there for every purpose and for every work. And what I found here, and if we look in our judicial system, we look in our, where it's supposed to be good judgment or justice, there's wickedness there. Yeah, you, you might not want to talk about it, but I, but I spoke to you previously about a movie that I suggest that we all go see. It's Just Mercy. And when you go see that movie, you'll see that where there should be justice, wickedness is there. Even evil plans or self-ambition has overwhelmed and make your life of no account, not to matter much. We can put you on death row or put you to death or, or just put you away for several years of your life or or maim your life uh, in such a way that you have a mark on it, that you can never walk free, you can never vote anymore. But ladies and gentlemen, how many of you know that where, where God already knows about this? He says where judgment should be, there's wickedness. But how many of you know that he gonna work it out? He says where there's righteousness should be, even in the church where righteousness should be, he says iniquity or sin has has found his way in. But I'm here to say that God has already worked out the future. How many of you know that God's going to judge the evil and he's going to judge the good? And I don't know about you, but I thank God he's going to work it out. How many of you thank God that he's going to work it out? Yeah, no matter what the problem is, problem I couldn't solve, I turned it over to Jesus and I'm not worried about it because I know he's going to work it out. Everybody just say, work it out. Yeah, how many of you need God to work something out for you? Yeah, you need more patience. Don't try and change nobody else. Just change yourself. God changed me. Even if you don't deliver me for the situation or the circumstance, I just want you to walk by me. I just want you to talk, talk with me. I just want you to comfort me. I just want you to give me the words to say to those who are going through. How many of you know that God is going to judge the righteous and the unjust, the unrighteous and God sees the injustice that would go on against our children and against our ancestors and God will bring into fruition those things that are to be judged and he will set it aright. God sees the works of righteousness that you perform and I want to let you know that if you're doing good you keep doing good.
I say, if you're treating people right, you keep getting treating people right. Listen, if everybody go crazy, don't you go too. Come on, somebody. If I don't care what everybody else, they lose their manners, they lose their morals, they lose all these things. But I don't know about you, but I'm a child of the king. And I'm responsible to treat folk right. People that like you, people don't, that don't like you. Amen. You're supposed to treat people right because God has worked it out. And I thank God for his sovereign care. Is there anybody here that thanks God for his sovereign care? How many of you thank God for the gift of life? He said you can eat, you can drink, you can be merry, you can enjoy yourself because it's a gift of God. I thank God for not only what he has uh, done for us and what he expects of us to enjoy our life, but I also thank God. I thank God for what he's done in the past. Hey, I thank him. He locked me in. Yeah, on the left and the right. You can't run and you can't hide. But he said, long as you got me, you got everything that you need. And somebody said it on yesterday. He said, why is it that God said, give me uh, my daily bread? Why is it that he said, give me my daily bread? Because if he gave you too much, you wouldn't come see him. Yeah, if he gave you too much bread, you wouldn't ask him for anything on tomorrow. He wants to make sure that you lean and depend on him. So sometimes he takes some stuff away so that you'll check in. I don't know about you, but I thank God that he walks with me. And yeah, and I thank him he talks with me. He tells me I'm his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known. How many of you got Jesus and found out that that's going to be alright? Look at your neighbor and tell him it's going to be alright. Look at somebody and say everything is going to be alright. Everything is going to be alright. Why? Because we are under God's sovereign sovereign care. Let's all stand to our feet. Sister Andrews, I just want you to come down because we want to pray for you. Anyone else that needs prayer on this morning, whatever your need is, we believe God. We all believe God together. No matter what the challenge is, we want to pray. Pray together. Sister Moore, I want you to come representing your family. Anyone that wants to be here, we just want to pray together. Whatever your desire is, whatever you're praying for, if you have to intercede for someone else, whatever it is, God is able. God is able. He's going he's gonna to bring us through this. He's going to bring us through. He'll give us the capacity. He'll comfort us, and with the comfort that he gives us, then we give to others. But allow him to comfort you. He'll strengthen you so you have the words to say. Don't try and rehearse it right now. Just wait. And when the calls come, he'll give you the words to say how you come to the family. And then we're also going to try and be here for you. Thank God for Sister Moore. We thank God for the family and family reunion that's coming up. We want it to be a blessing. That's one of the gifts of God. Family. And the ability to go and come. And so it doesn't matter what's going in our life. Let's yield it to God. And every hand there extended this way for us. Every hand that's in the, extend your hand this way. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these who have come. You know every care, every concern, every situation. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would comfort now and grant to them each wisdom. 
that they'll be able to make wise decisions. They'll speak on your behalf and they'll allow you to speak through them to minister to others, to comfort others, to aid others, to minister to others. And we pray, God, right now that you would just bless Sister Andrews in a very special way. Heavy, she has two at the same time. The challenges that are there for her as she calls for one situation, they find that there's two. And so, God, you are bigger than our problems. You're bigger than our, our pain. You're bigger. You're bigger, God. And you know our beginning from our end. We're in your divine providence. We're in your divine care. And so we pray that you comfort Sister Andrews. We thank you, God, for Sister Moore. We thank you, God, that she, she cares enough about her family to reach out and make that connection. It's a narrow path, but she made it through. And God used one of your children, amen, to bring the family together. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for Sister Lawson and the efforts that she uh, extends physically. Uh, visibly and even behind the scenes her and her husband team up doing so much and we pray god that you just comfort them they need your care workers uh, like minister bailey they need your care because they're giving out on a regular basis on a regular basis and we pray god that you restore and refill sister lawson sister bailey amen in a very special way we thank you god Thank you for Miss Bonita. We thank you, God, that she is here. She has her own cares, her own concerns. But right now, in the name of Jesus, let her know she's special in your sight. And you see her and you, you will give her words to say. You will give her the guidance and direction. And things will work out for the good. For those that love you and are called, and she loves you and she is called. And so we pray, God, that you let her know and walk in that confidence and always continue to pray for your, your guidance and your direction. We thank you for speaking Gordon. We thank you, God, for, for him and the example that he is for his family. We pray, God, that you help him and continue to open up doors for him, that he continue to do ministry in spite of appreciation or not that you give him the wherewithal to hold on to your hand and continue to stand up for you even in this, these last, last days. And so we thank you for all who are assembled here, and we also thank you, God, for every hand that's extended our way. We pray, God, that you would bless Miss Frankie French. We pray, God, that you bless her in a very special way. She loves you from the depths of her heart. And we pray, God, from the top of her head, sole of her feet, that you continue to hold her strong. It's not about doctors or nurses or medicines. God, hold her strong. Bless her mind, God. We do love you, and thank you for her presence here with us. Sister Anderson as well. Sister Anderson as well. Amen. We just thank you for everyone that's under the sound of our voice. You love us all. Thank you for Brother Wallace and the work that he does behind the scenes. Bless him in every way. Continue to let him know that you're with him. And so even with the names that we have not called on today, we pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would bless them right where they are. So we love you, and we surrender to your sovereign care. We pray, God, that you would just meet every need that we have and comfort us in our hours of trial, and we give you the praise in advance. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, everybody say, in Jesus' name, Amen. Now hug somebody. Amen. And we can be concluded.